It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a football Friday. We have finally made it to the weekend. It is here. I couldn't be more excited for the game on Sunday. Ready to get into a little bit of a game preview with you guys here in our first segment. Before I do that, I'm going to hit some of the news and notes of the day. In our second segment, we are going to get into a little My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Preview and go over some of our Titans players from a fantasy perspective, see if any of them should be popped into your season-long lineups, any of them are good values on daily fantasy. See if we can utilize our Titans knowledge there. And then our third and final segment, we're going to do a little segment I like to call keeping it plus 100. Look at the line, the over under of the Titans game and see if we can turn some of our knowledge of the team into a little bit extra on Sunday. Really excited to get into the show with you guys. Let's get it. Derrick Henry went on the Dan Patrick show on Thursday and they had just a small couple minute segment of his 12 minute interview that does have some Titans fans alarmed and I want to take a look at what he said I'll give you guys an idea I'll paraphrase the conversation for you uh, give you an idea of how it was phrased how he responded I really don't think it should be as big of a concern as it is but I do understand why someone may hear that and, and be concerned so we'll jump into that Derrick Henry went on Dan Patrick's show and was asked where he keeps his Heisman Trophy. Derrick Henry's response was that he keeps it in a safe. Naturally, as I would have said as well, Dan Patrick, being a a great interviewer, said, well, why don't you have it up in a case? If I won a Heisman Trophy, I'd have lights on it. I'd have a big display. And Derrick Henry's response was essentially that he wasn't certain that he could feel comfortable staying where he's at right now. He he made it seem like his living situation is temporary. Dan Patrick kind of pressed him on that, uh, said he didn't want to stir anything up, but does he not, you know, professionally or like is he in an apartment looking for a house or is he saying he may have to switch football teams? And Derek understands that this is a business. And if you look at the running back market the way that it is right now, running backs are struggling to get their value. Now, we could have the conversation of what value running backs have, but Essentially, from Derrick Henry's perspective, he doesn't see running backs getting paid their value, and he's worried that you know maybe he won't get paid his value by the Tennessee Titans. And if you aren't paid what you feel you're worth and there are competitors, well, it only makes sense for you to keep your options open so that you can get as much money as possible during your playing career. Let's be honest here. NFL players have short careers, running backs even shorter How long you can make money off your talent is very limited as a professional athlete. That's why it helps them that the compensation is so large. So if you're Derrick Henry, you do want to make sure that you don't box yourself in or put yourself at a disadvantage at the negotiating table by making it seem like you're too tied into the Tennessee Titans. You want to make sure that they pay you adequate value for your services compared to the market. So Derrick Henry just expressed that. I personally, from listening to the interview twice, didn't feel like 
he was being negative or trying to say that he wouldn't be in Tennessee. I think he's saying he's waiting for his next contract. He's on his rookie contract still. And once he gets that second contract, which is usually the best contract that you're going to get as a professional athlete during your prime years, he just wants to make sure that that contract comes from the Titans before he buys a home here, invests a lot of money and energy into making Tennessee his home. And I understand that that second contract and where he plays on that second contract will probably give him the ability to settle down, put his Heisman Trophy up, which remember, that's how we got here somehow. So I think it's pretty smart for Derrick Henry to answer the question the way he did. I understand why some Titans fans may feel concerned when they hear that, but I'm here to tell you that I think it's just strategic from his standpoint to speak like that and also just very logical. If I'm him, I want to make sure, even if I want to stay with the Titans and my intention is to stay in Tennessee, I want to make sure that they're going to pay me what I'm worth before I plant my roots in Nashville. So that makes sense. The next topic, it's a quick news item and always there's some sort of injury report news. Jarrell Casey showed up on the injury report today. At first, it was reported that there was a hip issue. That report was retracted pretty quickly, and then it came out that he was just listed as a limited participant, and he'll be good to go. So this continues the trend of maintenance days that Mike Vrabel has put into place within this organization. So nice to see that. Drell Casey is a pro. He's a vet. He'll be ready. Glad to see him get a little bit of time off. So we're going to jump into the game preview. Last week, I predicted a Titans loss 24 to 17, and I'm going to eat my crow on that. I was wrong, but in this situation, very happy to be wrong. I was at the game, as I've mentioned, and it was a fantastic experience watching the Tennessee Titans drown out all the Cleveland Browns hype. It was fantastic. So happy to be wrong about that. Got a feeling I'm not going to be as wrong on this one. So we're going to jump into it. I'm going to look at the Titans defense, what they need to do, what the keys are. To shutting down the Colts offense and the number one thing that the Titans will have to do is shut down the run. Marlon Mack ran for about 160 yards last week and was the impetus for the Colts getting back into that ball game against the Chargers on the road. The Colts are going to run the ball no matter the score or situation. That's what their team is going to be based on, especially Marlon Mack against us last year. Averaged a hunt or had 180 total yards and two touchdowns. So that's an average of 90 yards and a touchdown per game. Absolutely cannot allow Marlon Mack to do that. I would say if they limit him to under 80 yards, 75 yards with no touchdown, that is going to be the goal. Uh, Another big player against the Titans that always seems to show up is T.Y. Hilton. So he'll have to be limited. In the past, the Titans have put a Dory Jackson on him and let him take him. I don't know if that's exactly the route they're going to go this year. I'd expect to just see the Titans play their normal defense and wherever T.Y. Hilton lines up is where he lines up. But we do have to look at the comparison here because against the Titans last year, T.Y. Hilton had 11 catches, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. But in the year before that, in 2017, with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, he only had three catches for 34 yards total in both games. So it's very important for the Titans to revert back to that 2017 form and limit T.Y. Hilton, which will limit the big plays of the Colts offense that the Colts offense doesn't have a lot of big playability other than T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack in the running game. So if you can limit those two guys, you're not really going to get beat by anybody else for big chunk plays. The last thing, which is almost the most important thing, is they must get pressure 
on Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to harp on this all year, and you're going to hear from me. Four men have to get pressure on the quarterback. The Titans can do whatever they want with blitzes and safeties and corners and scheme, but they have to get pressure with four people so that they have enough people to drop back into coverage and play the pass, which is increasingly effective in today's NFL. Brissett is known for holding on to the ball a little bit longer than you would like him to do so, and the Titans will need to take advantage of that extra couple of split seconds that Brissett is known to hold the ball and and get home and get pressure. The Titans should have a pretty easy day on defense if they're able to accomplish those things. The Colts do have a great offensive line, though, so it will be a task. The Titans' offense, I think the keys to the game, everyone is going to beat you over the head with get Derrick Henry involved, get the run game going early. Well, every team that plays the Titans this year is going to know that. So I think it's important for the Titans to get the short pass game going early with Adam Humphreys, Delaney Walker, get Corey Davis involved with some slants, some option routes over the middle where Adam Humphreys can break in and out depending on the coverage that's being played. Those are the type of things that the Titans are going to have to do early on in this game to open up the run game later. The Colts are going to be ready. They're going to be stacking the box. They're an aggressive defense that likes to shoot gaps and bring blitzes. The Titans are going to have to get the pass game going early to quell that pressure and and to make the Titans think or make the Colts think twice about when they're coming and and make the Colts defenders have that split second of hesitation. When they see a play action fake, which the Colts, if you looked at my Tic Tac Titan segment, the Colts were susceptible last week to play action and then crossers over the middle. Delaney Walker, A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys, they're going to have to eat on those. The Titans are going to have to utilize play action, which statistically speaking has shown it's effective whether or not the run is effective. So play action must be used whether the run game gets going or not to attack the Colts over the middle. Their linebackers are talented, but they're not as good in pass coverage as they are in run defense. And the Colts' safeties, they play a couple rookies at linebacker and safety that can be taken advantage of. They'll have to do so. The Titans will often also have to utilize motion. We should see shifts from the tight ends, motion from the wide receivers, which the Titans mix in a little bit already, but we'll need to see more because it'll be important for Marcus to identify where the pressure is coming from since the Colts do like to bring pressure. So I'll go ahead and just jump into my prediction then, and I think the Titans do win this game 24-13. to I think Marcus Mariota, that's for you, Yabo. Finishes with about 220 passing yards and, and one touchdown. He's efficient, uh, doesn't light up the stat sheet again. It's just not what this team is going to be looking to do, and hopefully we don't have to pass enough to where Marcus has to get uh, a ton of stats. I think Derrick Henry does end up with 120-plus yards on the ground and two touchdowns. I think in the second half, the Titans should have the game in control and they're able just to pound the rock, and that's when Derrick Henry starts to weigh on teams, and that's when they wear down and don't feel like tackling him anymore, and he'll probably break one for a touchdown late in the second half. I do believe that sometime in the first half, the Titans' defense will force a turnover and possibly a defensive touchdown. I do think this Titans' defense is going to be able to get turnovers this year Last year, they were a great defense that was pretty low on turnovers. Turnovers tend to be uh, flippant. They tend to be a little erratic, and usually you can see it come back to the average. The Titans were kind of low on turnovers last year. Uh, I think with how talented the defense is, that'll average out, and they'll end up getting a, a lot more turnovers this year than they were able to last year. So that's my preview for the game. In our next segment, we are going to do My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and I'm going to give you some fantasy information to look for about our Titans. 
Speaking of our Titans, this Sunday, the Titans are retiring the jerseys of Eddie George and Steve McNair. If you would like to make a lifetime memory, then let the Vivid Seats app help you get tickets to that live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout and you'll receive a discount of up to $100. Stuck in the office? Studying for a test? Heck, maybe you're locked in the house with sweatpants on trying to rank up online. There's nothing in the fridge and nobody to call except DoorDash. You can get your next meal delivered to your door. Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, pizza. There's this barbecue joint close to me that I DoorDash more than I care to admit, but I can't miss a snap, right? Ordering's pretty easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite spot already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might even find a new favorite too. Delivery is door-to-door in all 50 states and Canada, and you can order from all your favorite local and national restaurants. Don't worry. Dinner is here. Let it come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from App Store and enter promo code Locked On. Don't forget, that's promo code Locked On for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Matt Williamson brings the Scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. My beautiful dark Twisted fantasy preview. Derrick Henry is going to start. Put him in your lineup. Keep him in your lineup. Season long. You drafted him high. He was fantastic last week. I expect him to do very well this week as well, predicting over 120 yards and two touchdowns. I really think he's going to be able to get off in the second half. Definitely playing Derrick Henry in consideration for daily fantasy as well just because of the performance I think he's going to have but he's not as good of a value on daily fantasy as you would want considering his performance last week so definitely going to throw him in your lineup in season long and he's in consideration for daily Delaney Walker consider the tight end market in fantasy right now anybody who's playing fantasy consistently knows the tight end position is very tough to get somebody reliable if you don't get those top three the holy trinity of Ertz Kelsey and Kittle. So Delaney most likely going to be in your season-long lineup. The Titans defense, I think, should get some look. I'm the type of person where I stream defense week to week in fantasy. So every week I'm looking to pick up whoever has the best matchup, not looking to put too many resources into my defense, too high of a pick. I take defense second to last, last, however low I possibly can in any fantasy draft. Some of you may be doing the same. But if you drafted the Titans defense, this is a good week 
to be able to get him last week turned out pretty well for you too, but not a lot of people were projecting that sort of performance from the Titans defense. This week, I think you can feel pretty comfortable putting them in your lineup. Going to some daily fantasy plays. I expect Adam Humphreys to get a lot of work. As I said in my game preview, I think the Titans will have to take advantage of the Colts with play action over the middle. That'll include our slot receiver, Adam Humphreys. I also think it'll be important for the Titans to get going with some short passes early to open up the Colts defense a little bit. So Adam Humphreys is a good value in daily fantasy uh, compared to the other wide receivers and their cost. Same, Deion Lewis is only $4,000 on some sites. If the Titans were to maybe not have as good of a game plan or if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry just can't get the power game going, we need to spread the Colts out and go shotgun, then Deion Lewis has a pretty good chance of being effective, catching the ball. Uh, most of the daily fantasy sites, I'm pretty sure all of them are PPR. So Deion Lewis has some value at $4,000 as a possible flex. Same thing with A.J. Brown. He's also shown at about $4,000. Corey Davis had a had a rough day stat-wise. I think he had a great game from a football perspective, but statistically speaking, it was a pretty rough game for him, having no catches, no yards. And fantasy owners are probably a little spooked by that, and that's understandable. But coming in at about $4,500, Corey Davis is under some people like DJ Shark and Willie Sneed. The Colts do not have a cornerback the level of Denzel Ward, so I would expect the Titans to focus on getting Corey Davis involved early. I don't think they're overly going to force him the ball, but to keep him in the game, keep him blocking, it's only natural that he's going to want to have some production. So I think at some point, Arthur Smith will focus on getting Corey Davis going, whether it be in screen passes, in the short game, just something to get the ball into his hands and get him feel a little more acclimated. For me, I want to go back to the Titans defense because I think it's such a good value, um, possibly in daily fantasy as well. And here's why. Against the Colts in 2017, uh, if you played a defense who was playing against the Colts, you averaged 10 points a week. Now, for comparison's sake, in 2017, the Browns were the best possible team you could play the defense that's facing them. So if the Titans are facing the Browns in 2017, which they did, Kevin Byard had three interceptions, which is to my point. The Browns were giving up 13 points a game to an opposing fantasy defense. That was first in the league. So the Colts were fourth in 2017 with Jacoby Brissett. Now, I know they have a much improved cast of characters around Brissett. They have much better linemen and much better coaches as well. But still comparison there, the Colts offense has the potential to give you some fantasy points for your defense. So I think the Titans are a pretty strong play in daily fantasy and season long if you have the ability to get them in there. So that's my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. In our last segment, we're going to do a little keeping it plus 100 and go over the gambling aspect of the Titans game against the Colts on Sunday. Before we do talk about how we should bet the Titans game, we should talk about where we can bet the Titans game. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners but not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're gonna bet football this season, bet with my bookie. Did you guys know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is gonna lose, you can always just take the other side. 
If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Keeping it plus 100. Okay, guys, in our final segment, I do want to take a look at the gambling aspect of the game. Go over the line, the over and under, and I don't mean to encourage anybody to place any kind of wagers or anything like that, but if you're going to, it's best to utilize the knowledge that you have. Me personally, sometimes I'm scared away from it because I don't like to mix my money and my emotions, but I think in certain cases, it's smart from an NFL perspective, not just a Titans fan's perspective, to look at this line and and think the Titans have an advantage here. So currently, the line is showing it. Titans minus three. Now that's a standard home field advantage in the NFL. Typically the home team, if both teams are even, the home team is going to have about a three-point advantage. So Vegas is essentially viewing the Titans and the Colts as even ball clubs. And while I think they are a little bit closer together than some Titans fans want to say, just because of the limitations of both offenses. I do think that the Titans are a much more talented football team on defense. And I do think that that will be the difference in the game. I I truly believe that the Titans have a a dominant defense this year. And if the offense can just be consistent, the Titans should have a lot of success and, and make a nice run. So I'm going to say that the Titans at minus three is a very good play. I really like that line this week. I think playing at home with the emotion of the jersey ceremony for Eddie George and Steve McNair will drive this team to play a little harder. There may be a letdown from the Browns game last week. That's just natural. Coming back home, you had a good win on the road. I think that because of the jersey ceremony and the emotion being so high in the stadium, that'll kind of fix that issue. Now, the over-under is set at 44-and-a-half. It's my opinion that I would stay away from that entirely. I think there's a good chance it could go under, but if things get haywire, it could go a tad bit over. Think of a score of 24 to 21. Now we're sitting at 45 points. That's over. I could see that happening. 27, 21. That makes sense. But just as much as I could see that, I could see the score that I predicted. 24, 13, 24, 17, something like that. I just wouldn't feel very comfortable with that line. Even if you were able to tease it in some way and get it down to 39, I still don't know that I would be very comfortable with that line. If I could get it up to 50 and a half and maybe do the under, but I just really don't enjoy rooting for low scoring football games. I would love the Titans to just blow them out again. That's really what would be awesome. So I have a hard time going completely against my rooting interest and taking an under against my own team. But uh, I do think that the minus three line is a very solid play if Titans fans are interested in putting a little bit more. As we mentioned, my bookie would be a great place to do so. So we did go over the news and notes, did a game preview in our first segment, went over uh, fantasy implications for our Titans and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview, went over the gambling implications of the game and keeping it plus 100. 
If you guys weren't already doing so, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm going to be bringing you a show Monday through Friday, giving you all the news and notes out of Nashville, as well as some X's and O's breakdowns on my Twitter account at Tic Tac Titans. Please follow the show at Locked On Titans as well. Appreciate all the support from all of Titans Faithful. Cannot wait for the game on Sunday. I'm going to be here with you on Monday to break it all down. So everybody have a great weekend. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh,